the sound of Benjai kicking off things tonight. A track called Peace in the Street. Greetings and salutations to one and all. Calling the t- Welcome to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. A real talk night. Remember when we went stadium together I want to say big ups to each and everyone locked in right now Basketball, Those on TuneIn Radio ah, The Night Shift with AJ Kevin Stew, much love to you up here, Big ups to the massive out of New Jersey no. NIE Radio oh, Remember you can catch New Jersey's finest oh, The Motivator okay. Every Thursday and Saturday Thursdays is called Double Trouble Thursdays in the streets Stretch this line till Monday Calling the teams Reg- Happens at 9pm Eastern John, John, Saturdays, Motivation Saturdays Happens at 1pm Eastern It's from Maluva See lots, drinking together Much love to those who are healing out of New York Maluva, drinking together Locked in with Reggae Pulse Radio Illegal Spock I got you a big dance on Sunday Calling my team Bridges from all over Well you go see me now Much love to those out of uh, uh, Locked in with those out of Florida Calling the teams Bridges On the Foundation Radio Network ClintonLindsay.com Remember when we run my dance together Remember when we went stay down together We play football and cricket together Basketball, dominoes, eyes together Mr. Lindsay is available every day at noon. Be street no love go show and all dance go run back. Peace in the streets, but you a big dance on Sunday. Wanna say big ups to those who are locked in on PEMGTV.com. Will you go see me now? Peace in the streets, go stretch this line till Monday. Calling the teams, legends from those on Zeno FM, those who are locked in on. Uh, Facebook Live, those in Clubhouse, much love to you. You know, I need to double check and see what time the um, DJ Buck is on. Uh, Buck, Buck. You're on a Monday night? No, you're not. It's not Monday night. Uh, there's a Friday night. You have a Friday night, don't it, Buck? Yeah, I know. I should be ashamed of myself. Don't worry, I'll have it for you guys next time. I give you my word. Wanna say thank you to my affiliates. And thank you to my segment sponsors. Paul C Media Group and being in a moment is priceless. Give them a link. They handle your videos, your photos, your streaming, your advertising. Everything you see on KevinStew.com and more. They have a church service, a wedding, a funeral, a party, a graduation, a seminar. You name it. Once it's an event that you want to stream live on a secure platform, whether it is yours or theirs, they have the solution for you. Give them a call, 754-999-1140. Tell them Kevin Stew sent you. 
Thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is used a licensed massage therapist that comes to you operating out of Broad County, North Miami and South Palm Beach counties. Give her a call, 954-655-9000. Or email her at theolator at att.net. Althea only has one request outside of paying her. It's called the Kevin Stew Clause. And that says, please get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. Simple as that. That's because I always fall asleep on her table. So relaxing. Wanna say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global will handle your booking. Take care of your bookings. Acting as your booking agent. Handle your tour management. Your business registration, legal service referrals, marketing and promotion, music production, and more. Go ahead and give them a call 954-804-8199 or check them out at reggaeglobalentertainment.com Tell them you heard about them on Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. I want to say thank you to Matt Neal Trucking. If Matt Neal Trucking, your goods are in good hands. Go ahead and get him a call, 954-406-9740. They're licensed and insured movers in the state of Florida. So you want to move from point A to point B? Have some things you want to put in storage? Don't have the manpower, the equipment, the transportation? Can't work out the logistics? No worries, talk with McNeil Trucking. They'll work things out with you. Just tell them Kevin Stew sent you. Numbers to call 954-406-9740. It's real talk night. I'm inviting you to call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too. Information is good for everyone. And because we don't hate anybody around here, I want to call everybody. Come on in, jump into the stew pot. What is always fine? What is a stew pot, you might ask? It's what others call a chat room. Just go to kevinstew.com and you are there. No worries, you just go straight there. You don't need to register. You don't need to offer your firstborn, an internal organ, or a blood sacrifice. John, John, drinking together. The cost is free 99. If you do want to donate though, just click on the donate button on kevinstew.com. Proceeds go towards the running of the broadcast and the website. Zone of Benjai. The track called Peace in the Streets. I want to thank you each and everyone for locking in. Logging on. So glad you could join us. 
remember when we went stay down together Glad to have you, I couldn't do it without you Basketball. And you have my word, I wouldn't even try to Hey Marlon, what time is Buck Buck on? I want to say big up to Marlon, the GM The general manager from Reggae Global Radio Remember you can catch Marlon on Mondays and Wednesdays 7pm Eastern Real Rockers Talk about a music entertainer Yeah, that's this guy right here Tonight we're addressing hate You hear me talk about it all the time Some time ago I had addressed it I went looking in my archives and guess what? It's not there, so what? Wow. I'm just gonna do it again. No worries. If you all missed it the first time, you get a chance to give your input this time. And you don't even have to worry about it, you know. You, you, you missed out on the first time, or if you did catch the first time and you wanted to say something then and you didn't get the opportunity, here you have the opportunity now. 773-789 Stu gets you in touch. 773-789-7839. Call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. They all work. You are encouraged to use the phone line to call, however, and to text, jump into the Stu pot. Remember, it's on, right there on kevinstew.com. Others call it a chat room or fancy. We call it the stew pot. You can remain anonymous if you wish. You can put your name if you wish. Either way, we'll be interacting. Big up to those on uh, Facebook Live, those on, on Clubhouse. Remember, it's a segment broadcast. So you're not getting a whole broadcast on Facebook. You're not getting a whole broadcast on Clubhouse. Come on over to kevinstew.com or one of the affiliates to get the entire broadcast there. Okay, cool. Um, any any comments already? Am I seeing a comment here on Facebook Live? Um, big up, Hubert. Much love, much love to you, Bridgen. Uh, truly appreciate love all the support that you give. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This time you're here right now to hear it yourself. You are one of the the most supportive listeners that I have. You pretty much share. Each and every one of my Facebook lives and segment are not, <laughs> you know, whether you got to tune in or not. And I truly appreciate love that and I appreciate love you. Thank you. So we're addressing hate tonight. Does anybody ever stop to think about what hate is and why we do it? According to Psychology Today, and you know I like to pull from Psychology Today when we address certain things, right? According to them, the idea that we are separate from one one another, that fuels hate. Crazy, right? Now, this is a piece authored by Ashley... Uh, Palathra, Palathra and Edwin Brockden sorry Edward Brockden and they're saying one common misconception fuels much of the hatred violence and misery in our world one common misconception and it even threatens our very existence as a species, 
It is the idea that we are separate from one another. Some of you might remember, I did a broadcast with New England uh, professor David and um, also his wife is also a professor of uh, physiology and um, David Smith and his wife Sabrina Smith and he authored a book called um, what was that book again? Oh my goodness. I, and I, I just looked at it. It is supposed to be here, but it is not. <laughs> um, but it is called Dehumanization. That is what it is. And so he writes about this whole idea of feeling like one group is more superior than another. And this being one of the things that, that, that fuels this concept, this idea that hate exists, this concept of hate. To some extent, according to the article on psychology today, we are hardwired to view other people as separate alien, at times threatening. Within fractions of a second of meeting someone, our brains sub subliminally label the other person as a potential friend, mate, or foe. It's amazing how we do that. We, we categorize people. Within seconds of meeting, you're just saying that first impressions, you only get one chance for a first impression and first impressions last. These things happen in the first impression. And this is how some people get categorized. And for some, they can never get out of the category that you place them in, in within that split second. It, they're, just, they're just stuck there. Nothing that they did, that's just how it is. And so, our brains somehow manage to do that. Our brains naturally prioritize and become rapidly conscious of faces that seem threatening. And on top of that, the other race effect or the tendency to recognize faces of our own race more quickly than those of another race socializes us towards impact bias. Sorry, implicit biases. Now, not only not being able to accurately read someone's face is a good example of psychological distance that interferes with our ability to understand one another because of that differentiating social cultural and political trends like the growing political po polarization within the united states exacerbates our, our tendency towards in-group slash outgroup dichotomizing now some of you might have, have have heard me mention this whole idea of people being in a particular group feeling like they are 
they're better, they're closer, they're, they, they can relate to them because they're a part of the group, the in-group. And for some reason, I, I, I don't know if it is, it has to be cultural wiring. It has to be socialization that does it. Because we're born not recognizing groups. We're born feeling the desire to be held, the desire to be loved, the desire to be fed. Not recognizing that someone else is not like or someone else is not from our group, not from our culture, not from our race, not from our country, not from our anything. We're taught that. And we're taught that by our parents, we're taught that by our friends, we're taught that by the society that we live in and are raised in. Now, if you live in one society and you are raised because of technology by another, you will think differently. Think about that for a moment. We tend to think of ourselves as more connected to members of our in-group our family, our friends, members of the same generation, gender race, uh, sexual orientation, ethnic or political group, all these things are considered in-groups. And whenever we're a part of one of those groups, that is our in-group. And we're cool like that. But we often think of, of ourselves as very separate from people outside of our in-group who may seem less like less likable less understandable less trustworthy and even seem to be quite threatening this tendency to pit in group against out group was probably adaptive for several for survival tens of thousands of years ago when the population was much lower and humans lived in small migrant communities that had to stick together to survive the elements arrayed around them. Even today, it would be hazardous to immediately trust every stranger who comes along. But in the densely populated, technologically advanced, highly interconnected modern world that we live in, the much greater danger for humanity as a whole is failing to see and appreciate our commonalities. This decision of separateness can block our ability to work together to address urgent global problems similar to the, 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 the pandemic, systemic, systemic racism, climate crises, we, we can't collectively address some of these things if we consider ourselves separate and apart. No, the misconception of separateness in the most extreme form feeds into instances of hatred and violence. Like the horrifying incidents of mass shootings or police brutality that seem relentless. How often do we see it? Just this past month, it happened twice in the United States. Mass killings. Now, according to this article, 
According to this writing here on Psychology Today, if Derek Chauvin had the capacity to see G George Floyd as fundamental, the same as himself, as a fellow human, as a brother, then he probably would have never kneeled on his neck. Now this article says Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. I've seen evidence to prove otherwise. But that's for another broadcast and you all can check and see what the other broadcast. I did do another broadcast on that and you can check the archives to find that. If if you if you want to know what it is, you can reach out to me, 773-789-STU. You know, drop me a line, shoot me a text, give me a call and we can talk about it. But that's not even the issue tonight. Greetings, 3664. Welcome to the broadcast. The reality is that we are deeply interconnected with each other. Deeply. And that as humans, we are very much like each other. At the level of our genomes, we are more than 99% the same as another person, regardless of our race or ethnicity. And at the level of our basic human needs, thoughts, and emotions, we are extremely similar. What our world urgently needs today is a greater emphasis on tolerating and valuing our differences. That is where we fall short. While also appreciating how interconnected we are in that, in that valuing of our, of our differences. Again, if we've talked any at all, if you've heard me talk on anything relating to this matter, any at all, you would hear me mention some of these very issues. Hey Dora, how are you doing, my friend? How are things down there in Brazil? Much love to the Radio Crystal Gospel family. Truly appreciate love of you guys down there. Big ups to you. Um, yeah, hugs to you too, my dear. Hugs to you too. The idea that we need to value our connections to help each other and work together, that's not a new concept. It's the stated moral and ethical basis of all the major religions that have been around for thousands of years and the moral basis of secular humanism down to its very core. Even though people's behavior hasn't always lived up to these ideals, this has been there. Yeah, we are more alike than we are different. But someone somewhere came up with the idea that we should be different. Hi, Karen, how are you doing? In 1963, after being arrested and mistreated for his nonviolent action for civil rights, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote in his letter from a Birmingham jail, and this is Birmingham, Birmingham Alabama, that we are all part of an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. 
in that same year, less than a year after the U.S. and Soviet Union had a, a brush with mutual annihilation, in the Cuban Missile Crisis, John F. Kennedy made a bid to find common humanity with the Soviet people, saying, we all breathe the same air, we all cherish our children's future, and we are all mortal. If that, at the foundation of existence, at the, at the mere thought of it, doesn't describe humanity across the board, I, I don't know what does. So then where does this hate thing come from? Why should we harbor such feelings of hate? Why should we think we are so different from another person? Where did this come from? Where did the superiority complex come from? Where does inferiority complex come from? Why isn't there more of a mutuality complex? Why? Here we are though. Several years later, struggling with the fallout from our failures to see our deep connections to one another. It seems that we are squandering valuable time and we face imminent existential issues that can only be addressed through connectedness and cooperative action. Yet, in many ways, the world seems to be going in the opposite direction, becoming more polarized each passing day. To benefit whom? To benefit what? A comment here in the stewpot. I think we've been so conditioned to look for the differences in others that leads to hate others because of those differences. But what is this hate? What fuels it? What drives it? Why does it exist? Where did it come from? Does anybody have those answers? Those are the answers that I've been looking for forever. I have yet to find. But yet still, we come across news that seem to be the, 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 the hit very sensationalized. You know, the, we look at the war in the Ukraine. We, we, we look at that being no different from the world wars. When you really think about it, at the core of it, which war? Which war can you think of where people are not saying, we are this and they are that? Which war? Pick one in the Bible. Pick one in any religious book. Pick one in any history book. Where did that come from? What can we as individuals do? What could possibly help us? According to psychology today, even though we have a reflexive tendency to see others as alien and threatening, we have... An, op an, an opposite tendency that is also somewhat hardwired in our brains. Our inherent capacity to connect, it is this capacity which can be very powerful that we have to, to prioritize. We, 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 we can't push that to the side anymore. We need to foster and develop that 
And we need to extend it beyond our close inner circle. Our well-being, our survival, our mere existence as a species depends on just that. Because then we're less likely to be killing each other because it would be more like killing ourselves. How much do we hate ourselves so? Again, there's that word, hate. Now, those of you that, 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 that have been listening to me, have been following me, have been interacting with me for the last, I don't know, about five years, just about, three to five years, somewhere, would have heard me telling people, and, and it is a motto, when you go to kevinstew.com, it's one of the very first things that you see. Because it is the place where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. And over and over again, you'll hear me use those words, have acceptance through enlightenment. Well, the very first time I had looked at addressing this particular topic of hate I was determined to move to walk away from that moment with something positive positive. and as we go into this break this first break it's the first positive thought I'm going to leave you with and, it, and this will be the recurring positive thought that I will leave you with at each point to have acceptance through enlightenment because we're so blinded by the, the, the whole concept that we are in an in-group over here and anybody else that is not a part of this group is an out-group and as an outsider, you're a threat. When there's no such thing, except when we create it. Because collectively, we are stronger. If you take a bunch of matchsticks and you bundle them together, you realize that it's almost impossible to break them. But individually, they snap just like that. We're stronger together. And if you blindfold everyone, we're, we all look the same. When you need an organ transplant, they all look the same, except for the few organs that are different because of environmental factors. Those that live in the, in the higher elevations in places like Mexico, they have larger lungs because the air is thinner. And as such, they, 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 they have evolved to be able to maximize the amount of air that they have at high altitude you know th there are these environmental factors that leads to evolutionary change but at the core of it all where's our difference why then should we feel like we should be separate from one another if at the very core of our existence if at, if at, the, at, at the cellular level we are all the same. You can't really tell. Why then should there be a difference? Why then do we have the opportunity to hate? And so, 
we have to ask the question. Why do we love to hate? When we come back from the break, we see what answers we can get to that. Call your friends, tell your friends, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too. Because, hey, <laughs> according to what we've learned already so far tonight, we are all the same. So call everybody. Information is good for everyone. We all put on our underwear the same way, one foot at a time, right? Well, those that wear it. But whatever it is that you're wearing, if you put it, if you put it on, and I'm going to put it on, chances are we're going to do it the same way. We all take breath the same way. We inhale so that we can use up the oxygen and we exhale so that we can expel carbon dioxide. It all happens for each and every one of us alive the same way. So why do we hate ourselves? Because essentially that's what it is. And why do we love to do it? When we come back from the break, we talk about that some more. 773-789-STU gets you in touch. And I do encourage you to use the number. Don't be shy. Those of you that are locked in on Clubhouse, those of you on Facebook Live, this is where we're going to part company. Again, don't be shy. Come on over. Um, have a comment here. Vani. Uh, serious food for thought. Thank you. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you much. Do use the link that is pinned in the comment section. Those of you on Facebook Live, those of you on Clubhouse, the link is in the description. It's kevinstew.com. Come on over. You know, be a part of the, the, the broadcast. Still, you can watch over there on kevinstew.com. You can listen if that's all that you want to do. The, the tune-in link is there. You can listen to the broadcast live on kevinstew.com. You have two methods to watch the broadcast live. There is the player above the stew pot, which is what others call a chat room. And there is the player, the YouTube player below the chat. Either one works. Those of you on YouTube Live, the broadcast continues. Those on the affiliate stations, uh, NIE Radio, Reggae Pulse Radio, the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com, PEMGTV.com, they all remain. The broadcast continues. We'll be back after these few messages, which starts with a reminder that this coming Saturday, downtown Fort Lauderdale, GMAP Music Solutions presents Rhythms of the Heart, the 90s Culture Party. This happens at Eats 876, which is located at 627 South Andrews Avenue, downtown Fort Lauderdale, just south of the Publix. So come on in. The doors open at 8. Ladies are free all night. Party all night. DJ Lethal Blacks brings the music and the 90s culture to us come on in have a great time share carry a friend with you <laughs> you don't want to party alone you don't want to enjoy yourself alone right and do remember also father's day is coming up ladies and gentlemen boys and girls all around 
as a Mary Kay, in, as an independent Mary Kay consultant, I'd like you to know you can visit my Mary Kay store. That's marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. Yes, that's my store. And there are products for men that are there. Men with beards. There's beard care. We, you know, we all have skin. So all the skincare products are available for men too. But there are also fragrances. So get something today. Order something today. Don't wait too long. Don't wait till the last minute. Get your orders in today. All right? Cool. Pulse Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulsing Media Group. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Reggae Global Entertainment presents the brand new self-titled album from Yishka with nine great songs. Oh, baby, let me love you. Oh, baby. Be grateful for life. Be grateful for life. Shake you down. Girl, I want to shake you What else can I do? Babe, come over. My, my, my. It's our time. For your love. I'm falling. Yishka. Nine great songs. Available on all streaming platforms. Show. Sure. 
Available now. Available now. Hey, I'm representing for DJ Kevin's Jew. Working on the night shift. The night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather. Just to please the devil never. Will DJ Kevin's Jew sell his soul? That's a word and honor. It's Christine to represent him. Word and honor. Celestia DJ Kevin's Jew. The sound of Rachel David Lee bringing us back from the break. The track called Make Me Feel So Good. Make me feel so good. Think of how good you'd feel if you moved away from separating yourself from everyone else. Crazy, right? Comment here in the stew, but I also think that we have not been encouraged to value those differences and get to really get to know and appreciate love. Thank you for using my word. Appreciate love others because of those differences. Some have the idea that if others are different, they pose a threat to the well-being of others. So rather than embracing the differences in each other, we allow fear to to dictate our actions and behavior toward others fear amazing this little four-letter word what it can do to us isn't it we may also see the behaviors or actions of others as things we don't like about ourselves and rather than accepting those behaviors we find it easier to transfer those feelings onto others huh so we're projecting (laughs) we we discover something about ourselves and instead of embracing it and saying this is who i am that and 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 finding others because let's face it none of us are yet to find some unique characteristic with about ourselves or trait that is 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 so unique to us that nobody else in the world has it and if anybody has you know please identify yourself I'd, I'd 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 love to meet you there was one young man extraordinary young man his name is ben underwood he could quote unquote see by way of echolocation now he wasn't the only person in history to do that but he was the one in recent history the one that was that was documented and reported on and he passed away some years back from cancer ocular cancer which spread but he was a remarkable remarkable young man he played video games, ran up and down the stairs, just like he had eyesight. He rode a bicycle, he rolled a skate, he played basketball. He did everything a normal seeing person would do. He was normal. He just wasn't seeing the way that people traditionally saw. And I remember talking with his mother and we we still talk occasionally Aconeta Garden 
and uh, you know she 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 spoke of how remarkable he is or he was and what a joy it was and everybody accepted him everybody accepted i don't know if it was because of his unique ability to to see the way that he did but he was readily accepted by others he accepted others because well of course he couldn't see anything other than the 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 image that his brain processed by way of his clicking noise the same way dolphins use echolocation the same way whales do it this is pretty much what we need to do we, we need to be blind to what we see and use something else develop some other senses this writer his name is michael mike brooks is his name wrote an article another article in psychology today which asked the question the question why do we love to hate because hate is one of those things that is considered so negative but yet still we're all drawn to it you ever notice it's like a moth to the flame a moth i guess it doesn't know that it's going to die if it flies into the fire but yet still it does it anyway it does this dance with death really <laughs> And it is exposed. And those creatures that feed on moths, that's where they go to find them. And so they expose themselves, but they do so freely. Martyrs, I guess. But Mike Brooks wrote, one of my favorite sayings is, Hatred is the poison we drink, hoping the other person will die. And there are different versions of it, replacing hatred with resentment or anger or holding on to anger. But the origins of this little bit of wisdom are sketchy, murky at best, but might have been inspired by the writings of a 5th century Buddhist monk by the name of Buddhaghosa. And in discussing anger, he said, by doing this, you are like a man who wants to hit another and picks up a burning ember or excrement in his hand and so first burns himself or makes himself stink. Maybe that's how we need to, to, to look at what anger, that what hate is. It's something that will hurt us before it hurts someone else, before it hurts the person to, which, to, to, to whom it is directed. There is truth to the statement regardless of who originally said it, yet it cannot be absolutely true because this complicated world does not work in dualistic or all-or-nothing way. It, it, it just doesn't. 
One can always think of exceptions or, and create straw man arrangements or arguments. You know, the, oh yeah, we hated Adolf Hitler and the Nazis and we used to hate them. Or we used to, we used hate to defeat them. You know, that, that, that kind of a thing. We, we hate people that kill, but yet still we kill them because they killed Still, most of us consider feelings such as anger, resentment, and hatred to be negative emotions. We all want to be happy in life and don't want to suffer. We can't be happy when we are filled with feelings such as anger, hatred, and resentment. Can we? So, why do we seem to curiously be drawn to hating others? If you look at the media headlines on both the right and left wing politics, we seem to love to hate. Why? And I love the fact that Mike Brooks asked the question, why? Because it's one of my favorite questions. Emotions evolve for a reason. They are mental shortcuts that in general move us towards things that are good generally good for us you know caring relationships pleasurable experiences things like that and away from things that are bad for us like mistreatment by others poisonous snakes things like that in this sense negative emotions such as anger resentment and hatred are not inherently bad they are often useful. If they were not, we would not have evolved to experience them. As an example, hate can motivate us to avoid or defeat others who could threaten our well-being or that our family, the, the well-being of our family or our tribe. And evolution and natural selection are about the survival of the fittest not loving our enemies so we can't pass on our genes if we meet an untimely death at the hands of an assailant right so it i guess it could be a good thing but that ends up being one of those gray areas doesn't it now is it that it is hate that is fueling us to protect ourselves and our tribe or is it just self-preservation because of a perceived threat not necessarily a genuine threat a perceived one the problem is that we live in a world that is very discrepant from that of our hunter-gatherer ancestors the evolutionary mismatch likely contributes to many of the societal problems that we see today we perceive enemies and threats to the well-being of ourselves, our family, and our tribe in the form, in forms that would make no sense to our ancestors. Issues such as gun rights, taxation levels, abortion rights, immigration and healthcare reform and climate change are incomprehensible from an evolutionary standpoint. Yet, Arguments over such issues have contributed to the rise in political sectarianism and negative partisanship at this point. 
substantive disagreements over issues take a backseat to us versus them sentiments. Anybody can become angry. That is easy. But to be angry with the right person and do the right and to the right degree at and at the same at the right time and for the right purpose and in the right way. I hope you caught all that. Let me say it again. Anybody can become angry. That part is easy. But to be angry with the right person and to the right degree and at the right time and for the right purpose and in the right way, that is not within everybody's power and is not easy. Those are the words of Aristotle. Evolutionary feelings such as anger and hate motivate our, uh, motivated our ancestors into immediate action to deal with perceived threats. Our autonomic nervous system would be activated and the fight-flight-freeze instinct would kick in. Adrenaline. The rush. For feelings of anger and hate, this would likely involve more of the fight aspect. However, in this evolutionarily mismatched modern world, perceived threats to our our well-being are plentiful and come in forms that would be totally foreign to our ancestors. The media feeds us a constant stream of threats from those quote-unquote, others, because we can't help ourselves but to be drawn to it. As described in books like Hate Incorporated, many media outlets are on both the right and left profit from fomenting hate. And it's so true. (laughs) So what do they do? Because they're profiting from it. They continue to do it. The internet and social media make it all too easy also to access information that keeps us seething. Again, here we go. You fuel the hate so that you can get, what, more ratings, so that more people can talk about it, so that more people can be into it, so that you can encourage and and, and incite more people to do the crazy things that they don't need to be doing. January 6th. You remember that date? That was when the capital was stormed. Fueled by what? Why? No people are facing charges for it. Unnecessarily. People have lost lives. Families have been destroyed. For what? For hate? What is this hate? We did not evolve to stewing in such feelings so constantly. Being in a chronic state of stress is literally unhealthy for us both physically and psychologically. And as a result, we can suffer from a host of negative health outcomes, such as increased inflammation, heart disease, 
a weakened immune system, gastrointestinal problems, depression, and anxiety. This is the poison we drink hoping the other person will die, but we're killing ourselves. Alternatively, we might view hate as the candy that everybody wants. If lust and hate is the candy, if blood and love taste so sweet, then we, we give them what they want. This is, is the words from the song, Candy Everybody Wants. The group, 10,000 Maniacs. We are drawn to hate because it can feel so good. It feels good because it reinforces the tribal connections that historically we we're, were essential for survival. Being cast out from a tribe could mean death. So our ancestors were highly motivated to maintain their tribal allegiances. So if you cast out someone from the tribe, was it because you hated them? Hmm. So that's what we're doing with each other. We're casting each other out of our tribes. Although hate might have some negativity associated with it, some negative feelings are largely offset by the positive feelings associated with increasing our tribal connections. And this is why misery loves company. Our hatred shared with in-group members is transformed from misery to intoxicating, righteous anger. It's also why heated sports rivalries, even ones that turn hateful, can feel so good. Especially when our beloved team defeats our hated rival. Again, why do we hate so much? And it's interesting that Buddhists might have inspired the wisdom of hate or anger. It's a poison we drink hoping that the person will die, the other person will die. It is suspected that Buddhists, because of their practice, rarely experience the positive feelings that are derived from in-group hatred of an out-group. Can you imagine a group of Buddhists... being fans screaming vulgarities at their rivals during an intense sport say hockey or football can you imagine it it doesn't quite add up does it the media is both a mirror and a lens it both reflects and it magnifies our intent, our inherent attractions to tribalism. It shows our attraction to anger and hatred. As native, as, as Natalie Merchant from 10,000 Maniacs sings, the media provides the candy that everybody wants. However, like eating too much candy, the rising levels of anger and hate that we are seeing are unhealthy for us as individuals and as a society. Until we realize this, we will continue to consume this candy oblivious to our own slow suffering. 
importantly, this does not mean we all sing Kumbaya and give up on addressing very real problems we have in our society. It means that we need to find ways to transcend the anger to hate and hate because the amount of candy we are consuming is making us all sick. Think on those things for a moment. Let that stew. No pun intended. Let it, you know, just think on that for a moment. It is what the very thing that we don't like is the very thing that is still fueling us. And what do we do? We dig in just a little bit more. We consume just a little bit more. We want it just a little bit more. Is it just because it is so wired within us? Are we actually wired to hate? And if we are, why are we so wired? Does it go back to this whole idea of tribalism? That our tribe needs to survive. And anyone that is not within our tribe is a threat to us. And we need to perceive them that way. But again, it is because we don't know what those outsiders bring. We didn't stop to find out. We just said, they're not from here, so they must be a threat. Anything from outside these walls are a threat. You watch Finding Nemo outside of the reef. It's dangerous. It's not to be explored. So many of us, all we know is that little bit of, I don't know, acreage. That little bit of the earth that we live on. That's all we know. And anything outside of that is a danger. We need to stay away from it. Avoid it at all cost. Because it will mean our demise if, if we explore it. So, if our shade is mocha brown, then we should not associate with vanilla because it's not like us and it's dangerous but yet still you close your eyes and they all look the same unless they speak and then they sound different because they may have come from different parts of the world the accent is different or the language is different and that's a, instead of something be becoming something uniquely different that becomes something dangerously different amazing how in its uniqueness it is so dangerous because it's different and so our in-group remains a safe place the out-group remains a dangerous place and nobody from either group thinks wait what do we know about these other people 
Hence the whole concept of having acceptance through enlightenment. The moment you stop and you learn something about that other thing, that other person, that other group, are they still that scary thing, person, or group? Are they still that dangerous thing, person, or group? Now that you have either learned something about them or you have both learned something about each other. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we look at the question of could it be possible that humans are wired to hate and why? Call your friends, tell your friends. Tell everybody. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too. It's a night shift to DJ Kevin Stewart's Real Talk Night. And we're looking at hate. One of those topics that we could go on talking about all night and other nights to come. We're going to try to cover as much of the information as, as we can tonight though. Give me a call, 773-789-STEW, 773-789-7839. Share your views. Let me hear what you have to say, how you feel about hate. Let's talk about it. We'll be right back. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links, www.dahchurchlinx.com your links to worship and praise. Making great music is one thing. Sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. Teddy Greaves Jr. with six brand new songs out now on his brand new EP, Teddy Greaves Jr. with songs you know and love like Can You Stop the Rain? One Last Cry. Can't get over you. Wait too long. You and I. You and I. And one last cry, the acoustic version. Teddy Greaves Jr. Now available on all major digital platforms. Teddy Greaves Jr. When being in the moment is priceless, 
consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse Emedia Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Yes, yes, yes. Sakar Mantino, I'm making no sir. I know you are locked in to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. If ever you can't hear my voice, just listen inward. The sound of Korik. New music from him, track called I'll Be Here. Recorded and released just in time for Father's Day. A tribute to inspired by two and inspired by his children. This is Korik. But there are no charges Still in return There's just one thing That I want you to do Take care of each other As I took care of you Can you imagine if Collectively We did just that Took care of each other The way A parent took care of us you know forget the in crowd out crowd in group out group jamaicans americans canadians french germans russian ukrainian just people and we just take care of each other is that such a far-fetched concept is that so hard to do? Welcome back to the broadcast. It's Real Talk right here on the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. And tonight we're addressing hate. Not hate being the acronym for the motto on KevinStew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. That's what on KevinStew.com, that's what it means. That's the acronym hate. Not the word hate. The acronym is have acceptance through enlightenment. We have a caller. Greetings and salutations to you. Greetings. And um, I've been tuning in. I've been tuning into the broadcast since the beginning. <clears throat> and thank you. You know, based on the information that you've presented my mind keeps going back to when we were I'm going to even put it infants mm -hmm. moving from infancy into toddlers we would go and we would play with other children our age we didn't look at their height, 
their disabilities, if there were any, their um, differences. We just saw that there was another little person out there. They were the same height as us. They did the same silly things as us. And we're like, oh, I just picked up something from off the ground and ate it. <laughs> and, oh, look, that other person over there did the same thing. Oh, my God, we're so much alike. <laughs> well, you had to go with picking up something off the ground, though, and eating it. Hey, listen, as a kid... <laughs> It tasted better when you picked it up off the ground <laughs> versus when your mom took it off of a clean plate and tried to feed it to you. You would fight that, wouldn't you? <laughs> but let that thing fall on the ground. And you're like, oh, my God. You pick it up and you eat it. It's like, oh. Okay, so added flavor from germs. Cool. <laughs> hey, listen. L look at us. Hey, listen. We made it. Also, I'm sitting up here and I'm wobbling and walking and I haven't got this walking thing down to a path yet and I'm falling down and I get back up and I look up and I see, oh, look, look at that other little person over there. They're doing the same thing. Oh my God, I'm not by myself. I'm not the only one that's going through the struggle. Oh, look at that one over there. They just tried to climb on something and they fell over. Let me go climb. Not once. <laughs> not once did I say, oh, look at that black kid over there. They're trying to, they, they did the same thing that I did. Look at that Asian kid. Look at, as a toddler, as an infant, we have not been conditioned or taught to look at the exterior other yeah the exterior it's like oh my god there's a little look another little person they're my height they're doing things that I do and I'm sure that the majority of us have seen pictures or videos or posters of Children interacting with each other, different race, different sizes, different disabilities, whatever you call it. There were differences. Mm -hmm. And not once did you see that child react to the differences that you and I as adults see. Because they haven't been around long enough. They haven't been conditioned enough to say... Okay, we're the same height, we're the same size, we do the same awkward things, but it's different. When, when did it become different based on our race, our nationality, our disabilities? It wasn't until we were taught or we were conditioned that to start looking at those differences and making those differences an issue. The question, though, is the why. That is the recurring question. Why do we do it? 
And because that's how we've been conditioned. But, and, you know, and, and we have to go back to those who conditioned us. And, okay, when we were, before we became conditioned and before those biases were ingrained in us, the ones who did it, that's how they were taught. That's how they were conditioned. So they just automatically think that, you know what, this is how my parents did it. This is how their parents did it. And we keep passing it down from generation to generation until a generation and that could be one individual that decides, you know what, no, this is not acceptable. I am going to be the one that changes how the next generation is going to interact with each other. Is it going to be based on my biases that have been handed down from generation to generation? Or is it going to be based on what I actually see in that person? Taking away all of the cultural, the racial biases that I know that has been there. Am I going to pass those same, that same information on to my children? Or am I going to allow them to discover? Still guiding them, but not influencing them. I'm not sure if that makes much of a you know much sense. You know, you're guiding someone but you're not without influencer yes. influencing. Okay. So you're leaving them to to formulate their own opinions and and their their own judgments based yes. on based on their experience. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Now the issue is not everyone has gotten to the point where they can accept the fact that they need to relearn how to live. They have to either relearn or unlearn, whichever way you want anyone wants to, to classify it. I think you have to unlearn before you can relearn. That's, that's, that's how I look at it. Okay. Everything that I was taught about prejudice, about differences, about fear, about hatred. I wasn't able to relearn because me trying to learn something new when there was that old thing still stuck in my brain and my mentality. It was difficult, and that's where the fear came in. Like, oh my gosh, there's something different. How am I going to do this? How am I going to accept this? This is not right, because it's not what I was comfortable with. I had to literally make myself uncomfortable with being comfortable. <laughs> was it easy? Oh my gosh, it was the scariest time in my life. But is that a one-time thing, though? 
No. Did did it happen to me? Was it a one-time thing that got me to that position where I was in? No. Is it no. a one-time thing where you have to become uncomfortable in your comfort? I am still becoming uncomfortable with being comfortable. That and this is, this is what I explain. And I'm going to go just go off topic for a little bit. Okay. With someone who is trying to lose weight. Okay. My question to them is, how long did it take you to gain the weight? You did not go to bed last night being this way and wake up in the morning being another way. How do you expect... Mm. to unlearn those behaviors overnight. It didn't happen overnight. So how do you expect to reverse those behaviors overnight? The process. It is, yeah, the, it's a process and it's an ongoing process. And even though you think that, oh, I learned this today, trying to implement it, if you are of that, if you still have that mentality, that, okay, I learned this today, I'm going to implement it, and this is how it's going to be. <laughs> no. You are going to mess up time and time and time again. And do you know how you're going to fail? Is if each time you mess up, you don't start over and you don't refresh, you don't regroup and be like, okay, I said I was going to do this today or this was supposed to happen today. I didn't accomplish it. Let me work towards it tomorrow. Yeah. So it's an ongoing process. It's not something that you did not put on those 20 pounds in, in, in overnight or in two days or in a week, two weeks. So how are you going to expect to take it off in such a short period of time? That's not how the human brain, the human mind, the human body, that is not how we're programmed. So the concept of hate, it's going to take some time to get over hate as we know it. Yes. I'm all you for that. Born, you weren't born knowing how to hate. You weren't born knowing how to allow the differences in others to be an issue. But that's not entirely true because... Our ancestors, because of the whole tribal living, recognized that in order to stay safe, in order for the tribe to continue, they had to be aware and weary of anyone from the outside. So, if an outsider were approaching, then they would have to be seen as a perceived threat before anything else. The, the the difference came with learning whether or not that outsider <coughs> is a threat. It's an actual right. threat. And I understand what you're saying. I am, and I guess we're looking at it from two different perspectives. I'm looking at it from the individual. Mm-hmm. And even though your ancestors may have had their reasons for being the way they were, I wasn't, I was born today. Right. Tomorrow, so, I did not just automatically, 
accept or or I wasn't automatically just I didn't wake up tomorrow morning and say, okay, this is the way my ancestors were. So therefore, this is the way I have to be. I had to grow and I had to learn and I had to be taught those behaviors. Right. And I'm saying, but although you you mentioned that wasn't just a part of us. Yeah, there are some things that over time, because of of, of evolution, it's kind of ingrained in us as we appear on the scene, you know, as, as, as we are born, you know, we come into this world with certain levels of awareness. The thing is, the when it comes to the the hate aspect and this is this is what i take from it that when it comes to the hate we definitely are taught how to hate more than how to love yes but it's it's not to say that hating is the opposite of loving it's not because the opposite of love is indifference so here we are and we have developed this this level of dislike this level of hate for this this other person this other group and as as the dictionary dis- d- defines it hate is one or a combination of intense hostility and aversion usually deriving from fear anger and intense and, and uh, sorry, fear, anger, or sense of injury, or extreme dislike or disgust, or a systemic and especially potentially politically sorry exploited expression of hatred. That's that's how the, the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines hate. So it's one of those things that that aversion, usually deriving from fear, and that is yeah, the one that that. I lean towards the most. And I look at it as, 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 as someone young who is inexperienced. If someone who I, and I'm going to use as a role model, mm-hmm. experiences something, and we are so quick to give our opinions to others, some of us are going to just automatically automatically accept it because listen we look up to this person so what they're telling us or what what we see them doing must be the right thing okay there are others who are going to be like wait a minute that doesn't look right but that is not the norm that is not the majority that questions things and say, wait a minute, but you told me this, but now here you're doing this. Which which is which? Not all of us are going to be like, okay, well, daddy or mommy or uh, whoever. You told me to do this, but then here you are doing this. Which is it? Some of us are going to be like, okay, well, you know what? Mommy said this and mommy's been around or daddy's been around longer than I have. And they must know more than me. So let me just go ahead and 
do as I'm told. Says no child ever. <laughs> admit, admit, no child ever. Mm-hmm. But deep down, we are afraid to change the narrative. Deep down, we are afraid to try something new. And, you know, this, this, this generation, the millennials, are really making it difficult for those, um, what came before millennials? Is it the Gen X or the whatever? Yeah, the next generation. Or the, the baby boomers. I'm not even sure what I am classified as now. Mm -hmm. But the transition has been scary to say the least. But I'm sticking with the process because I have questioned what I was taught, how I was conditioned, because it's making me uncomfortable. So that means that I find an issue with it. The difficult thing, the, 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 or the scary thing about finding issues with something is... When you're the only one that you know of to find an to have an issue with something, everyone else around you seem to be comfortable with it, but you within yourself have an issue with it. So move against the grain of the group. That can be difficult. So How important is it to you? Be that part. Being that individual that recognizes that, hey, you know, I, I, I don't really subscribe to that. That does not resonate well with me, that particular thing. And so I am going to operate differently. And that's where you have to become uncomfortable with being comfortable. What? Are you going to be the one that takes a stand or are you going to be the one that be, you know what, everybody's doing it. So let me just go ahead and do it. Are you, are you going to be an individual? Or are you just going to fall in with everybody else? Follow the masses. Hmm. Well, that, that, and that's where we have to look inside ourselves, look within ourselves, and go, wait a minute. I, as a child, I've always, I've questioned every single person in authority. <laughs> Some of them look at me and just like, do it because I said so. That has never been okay with me. Do it because you said so. What, just because you think you're older than me and you've been here longer than me, you know what's right and you know what's best for me and you know, no. But wasn't that something that you, uh, you've never adopted that as a parent? Nope. Well, more kudos to you. Because and many did, of us, did that, that is how... Did, 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 I, did I get that way overnight? No. Because I knew how I was 
as a child, I had questions. Yes. And no matter who I went to, the answers that they gave me still had me asking more questions. And this is something that I have said. I am going to be the one that breaks the generational curse, whether mm. it be about disseminating information to my children, whether it be being different, whether it's being speaking up or being totally honest and being accused of being um, disrespectful or not respecting my elders. No, I'm not going to accept something just because you have been here longer than me and you tell me this is the way it is. If it doesn't make sense, I am going to question it. And when my, when my kids came to me, I was like, oh my God, no, don't ask me this question because I'm not comfortable with it. What happens if I tell them the wrong thing or what happens if I keep living my life the same way and it's not the right way? I always had questions. Well, you have to determine or you have to figure out what is right versus what is wrong. There's, there's right, there's right for me. <laughs> And I don't know if it is the right being the acceptable right by the masses, by 50.1% of the population versus the right for me, which is only accepted by 49.99. So it's still the minority. You know what I mean? So it might not, ne might not necessarily be the popular thing. But right. right, that ends up being subjective. With hate, for me, and again, this is why I came up with the, the, the motto that I have, mm -hmm. to have acceptance through enlightenment. Because it is that unknown. It is that fear of the unknown that fuels hate so much. Yes, and I made a comment earlier that we allow the fear of the differences mm -hmm. of others to dictate how we treat them rather than, you know what, you and I believe in different views about religion, about relationship. Yes. I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> that's my perspective your right. perspective is going to be and i'm saying that's those are the ignorant perspectives i'm going to think i'm right and you're wrong mm -hmm. you're going to think you're right and and i'm wrong rather than us sitting down and having those difficult discussions about okay i believe this this and this because you believe this this and that that and that because and be like, okay, wait a minute. Why do you believe that? And you're going to say certain things and I'm going to be like, oh, that makes absolutely no sense to me. To me. And I am going to say things that makes absolutely no sense to you. And we're going to do one of two things. 
-hmm. We're either going to continue the discussion because we're going to be so intrigued about, you said this and... Help me understand it. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. Or there you go. Help me understand how you came to this. Yeah. The, and the, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to do the same thing to you. But it's going to get to a point for some people that it's going to be so uncomfortable with becoming comfortable that I'm going to be like, you know what? No, I can't do this. So therefore, you're right. You're wrong. I'm right. Bye. See ya. And I'm going to go off and pass this on to somebody else. And when that person challenges me, you cut them off the I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. And it just, it's a vicious cycle that until we stop and, uh, and, and approach this as, you know what? Something's not right here. Let me take that uncomfortable position and figure out what is going on. Is it something about me? Am I seeing things about me in this individual that I can't, I haven't learned or I refuse to deal with myself. So I see it in you. So I hate myself. Therefore I'm passing on that hate to you. And I'm saying that because I have been there. I have done that. Where did it get me? I was miserable. Mm -hmm. I had certain biases against certain individuals, certain classes of people. All because of my ignorance of not taking the opportunity to learn about the differences of other people, of other females, of other classes, groups, races, Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Becoming enlightened, learning of these individuals, learning of these things, the perceived opinion of right or wrong, move, the, the, the thing is to move away from that. It's just to be, to understand, which, which is neither right or wrong it's just understand you don't have to agree with it once you understand it it changes your yes where how you how you react to that particular thing you don't have to agree with it and you, you don't have to take it on as your own and you don't you don't always have to and that's one of the things that i've learned on my journey is to say to someone when and when I get to that point of understanding, you know what? I understand what you're saying. I don't agree with you, but mm -hmm. I understand. That's where we learn to agree to disagree. Yes. And so when it comes to hate and recognize it, understanding that everybody, you know, that hate exists. It's something that, that, that whether it is for survival or, well, we, it all boils down to survival, I guess, because 
as an individual, you feel threatened by something or someone and that ends up being hate. So you don't learn about it. It will always be, I need it to survive, so I need to, to either destroy this thing or to stay away from it in order for me to survive. Self-preservation. Only because you don't know what the thing is. Now, when you stop and you learn about the thing, if you decide that, hey, this is still a threat to me, then fine. But now you have taken an educated position there to stay away go. from it. Right. And you know the reasons for yourself why you have chosen, you not, just, not, not because it's what somebody but, told you. And it's not because you hate it either. You don't right. hate it. it. It's just different. And it it's, just and you're not does not to work it. for you. And that's all it is. And so what that does is it takes away that aspect of needing to destroy that thing. Because now it's no longer, it is a threat to me. It is just that it does not work for me. It can still exist. I don't need to destroy it because it's not a threat. And so we, we, we look at all these, these, these mass shootings and these wars and everything that is going on all around us. And if you think because you are in the US and the, the, the war is happening over in Russia and the Ukraine, that it, it, it has nothing to do with you and you, do, you don't need to worry about it. it yeah, that's not true. Take that, a look. That affects us all. At, take a look at the prices of everything. Yeah. Which is going to affect us whether we agree with it, whether we disagree with it, whether we hate it, or whether we accept it. We're still being affected. The only difference is, my opinion, is how you decide to let that affect you. It's going to affect you either way, whether negatively or positively is how you deal with it. In my opinion, but that, that is, is going. That is just the, that is just the, the recognition <laughs> of it part. Bless you. The, the recognition of, of the, emotional aspect that hate part which says you know um the my my country needs to get involved because it has all this this these these smart bombs and all this this weaponry this all this artillery and to go and just annihilate the russians i hate them well you you don't know what the russians are going through you don't know you know what the Ukrainians are going through based on the information that you're given by mass media. You don't know much about what the Russians are going through because nobody's really paying attention to what the Russians are saying because in this, they're the, aggress the aggressors. And so, because many of us feel it for the quote-unquote underdog, we might say, why we hate those oppressors. Especially if you have experienced oppression yourself. Yes. 
And so it ends up being a perpetual cycle. But we don't yeah. stop to we don't stop to, to, to even apply what it was that that we experienced as the oppressed. Those of us who have faced oppression and applied and it to a particular not, group. One may not have anything to do with the other. It may not. But, but the fact that if you're not if you're not in communication with them, how then do you communicate? How do you how then do you get to a point of acceptance? How right. how then do you get to a point of enlightenment unless you start to apply some of the things that are, are, are that you know of yourself, applying that to someone else, and this is where that empathy comes in, as you mentioned earlier. You don't need to know someone to really be empathetic. No. So. And the thing about it is that some of us don't take the time to do the work or to put in the work to accomplish that. We just like, we, we are, um, how do they put it? Uh, we just want everything done now. <laughs> you know, we don't want to have to go through the work. The, the we don't want to have to take the debt. Yeah. Instant gratification. That's the, that's the term I was looking for. We have become an instant gratification society that, all right, there's a problem. I want it fixed now. I don't want to have to go through therapy. I don't want to have to take the time to understand where you're coming from to better understand what you're going through. It's a me thing. It's, not, it's no longer an us we just automatically think that, you know what, this is what is going on with me right now. I am the only one going through this. Nobody else is going through it. Therefore, nobody else will understand. And I just want it done now. Here's a problem with that, though. Remember, like I said, I've, and I'm, not, I'm not just saying this. Yeah. I have done this and I have been there. That's why I'm able to and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, I got I just can't just sit back and 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 for those who are listening, this is a person who everything that I have spoken about tonight, I have done it. Mm-hmm. You come from a, a place of experience, a point of view yeah. uh, of having an experience, and that 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 changes everything, you know, when you have taken the time out to do some of the work when you have taken time out to be in an uncomfortable position when you have taken time out to become enlightened it changes how you accept things my life now is not what it used to be three four years ago i am learning to Accept the things that I cannot change. Mm. To change the things that I can. And the wisdom and to know the, the difference. difference. Or the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. I, I, I have seen that phrase my entire life. And just reading it. Now I'm living it. Good. And my life is. I'm, I'm at that that stage in my life where if I'm fulfilled 
and I look forward to the next thing that makes me uncomfortable because I am developing or I, I, I have I'm, I haven't developed. I'm developing and I'm learning the strategies how to get through that, to get me to the point where it's okay to be uncomfortable with being comfortable. It is not going to happen overnight. It's not something that you're just going to push that button and it's going to be fixed. You got to put in the work. Yeah. And um, time flies when you're having fun. It's about time for us to wrap up now. And like I said, you know, oh, this no is one of those topics. No, it's, it's time to part company. <laughs> wow. Um, and, you know, like I said, this is one of those topics that you don't just touch on and it's, it, you cover it. It's one of those that we're probably going to have to revisit it but i want to thank all the affiliates thank all the sponsors and to remind everyone look out for members of your community your community is not just development that you live in but it spreads far and wide so those you pass on the bus the plane the boat or the train whether you walk ride or drive these are members of your community do something good for one of them today because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow my name is dj kevin stew so i like to do it to you for you and with you every monday tuesday and wednesday right here kevinstew.com and affiliates much love to you. Y'all take care. Thank you very much for calling in and sharing your position. Y'all take care. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida, I bid you a good night. Peace. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. <laughs>